Money, money, money. It's a rich man's world. I'm not sure you're even allowed to sing that song anymore because it's a rich person's world, it's been suggested. But here's a great question. What does financial freedom and financial security mean to you? And if you want to have them, because it's going to be different for everybody, would that be fair? Some people need $500 a week, some people need 5000 some people need 50000 and some people more. And I always use that as an example because what you want to do with your life to me is financial freedom if you have the money to do it. And depending on where you live and what you what your goals are, that would determine what kind of financial security or how much money you need to have coming into your life. So how much is that for you and is it possible to do it? And one of the things that I'm here for every day, Romax is about being financially free, being financially secure. And if you want to, it's about being wealthy. And I learned a very long time ago that if you want to be wealthy, study wealth. If you want to be financially free, you should study financial, everything to do with finances. And I've made lots of mistakes in my life, but I've also had some major financial successes. And here's one of the things that has made that possible, and I think one of the most important things. If you're scared of being successful, of course you never will be. So if you're scared of being wealthy, if you're the person that hears, oh, wealthy people are all horrible, or they're arrogant, or they're rude, or they're terrible people, and you're scared that if you become wealthy, people will talk about talk like that about you, then very unlikely that you'll be wealthy because it's created fear. And that's the big challenge. That's the word that I'm focusing on today. If you have fear about money in any way, shape or form, or if you have fear of of investment, if you have fear of uh, the process of becoming financially free, then it becomes a very complicated process. And I, I never use the word impossible, but I think that for you to be in a financial position that makes your life easier you have to have a different headspace and I'll rephrase that is it possible that wealthy people have a different headspace about money than poor people is it possible that wealthy people have a different understanding of money than people that don't have any money so if you want to be financially free what do you need to do and there's lots of different avenues of course but here's one of the interesting things I love today because there's bees and flies and it's just a magnificent you'll hear the birds and I feel like a billionaire today because I'm out in the fresh air and the sunshine there's hawks flying in the sky there's cows on the on the pasture uh, we even had a little bit of snow last week I just love my life which makes me feel very very wealthy uh, and as I've gotten older, I've realized every, in fact, every single day even more that happiness, of course, doesn't come from things. Uh, we Happiness comes from the inside. And if we think that things or money or wealth is going to make us happy, that could be very delusional because I've met, as I always share, and I have met, I'm involved with, and I know lots of very wealthy people who are very miserable. They fly around in private jets and they go by helicopter and they've got unlimited funds to go shopping and they go shopping and they're still miserable and they buy whatever they want. I don't want to live my life like that. How about you? I want to be happy every day. I want to feel self-satisfied. I want to feel like my life is amazing. So could the first place to start be, what do I need? How much money do I need to make that happen? Because dreams don't come for free. If you want to go on a holiday, even if it's a camping holiday, you'll still need finances. If you want to build a home, you're going to need finances. If you want to uh, do special things for the people in your family, for your children, you'll probably need finances. So how much do you need and then how do you create that? And here's how you don't create it, by being scared of it. So I'll use an example. Uh, I was told... 
I was brought up in a family where my father had a healthy, healthy, wealthy headspace, and my mother was very. Uh, you could call her very stingy, and there's a reason for that. If you talk about rich dad, poor dad, both my parents went through the Second World War, but my dad came out of that horrible, devastating experience, saying, "I'm going to live my life to the max now, literally, because I've seen what it's like." He was in Auschwitz concentration camp, so you could, you can understand that he wanted to live his life. He saw the worst of the worst, and he wanted to live the best of the best. My mother came through Germany in the Second World War with scarcity. And she's always been really scared of losing. So her headspace has always been about save, save, save. Be, uh, be, just there hasn't been an abundance mentality. I'll put it that way. So I learnt the best of both from both of my parents. I learnt to want the best and to aim for the best and to live life to the ultimate fullest experience from my father. But I also learned from my mother to be very clever about money and to work really hard and money doesn't grow on trees and you only earn what you deserve. I learned that from my mother. If you don't work hard, you probably don't deserve it. In fact, I'll go a step further and say, do you really deserve it? If you haven't put the effort in, do you deserve it? So what do you want? And then what kind of effort do you have to put in? And then be excited about that rather than scared of it. So. I started earning money at a very young age, and I always share that. I started earning a significant amount of money when I was 10 years old, and then that just kept increasing and increasing. I didn't study wealth creation, and I didn't study how to look after my money, so I spent a lot of money as well. I earned a lot, but I spent a lot. But here's an interesting thing to take note of. One of the things I've invested in, and one of the things that Cayman and I have invested in uh, extensively, is property. And... There's lots of times in the world, and it might be that time now, where inflation is high, interest rates are high, and there's a massive amount of talk, crisis talk as I call it. Everyone's scared of losing their home, they're scared of the inflation rates, they're scared of the interest rates. And one of the worst things for any economy is what we call consumer uh confidence. If consumers aren't, you and I, if we're not confident to invest our money, if we're not confident to buy things, it's very difficult for the economy to turn over. Uh, if, if I don't go and spend my money, then of course the shopkeepers don't make any money, so they don't have any money, so they can't invest, they can't spend, and things don't turn over. I'll give you an interesting example of that. When I first worked in uh, Belgium, a tiny little country in the middle of Europe, uh, there was about, at the time, it was a long time ago, there was about 50% of the population, arguably more, of the people who were working what we call black, tax-free. So they were getting paid cash. And it was an interesting society. And there was a change of government the, one of the years that I lived in Belgium. And that, that government said, we're going to stamp out everybody that's working black. We're going to stamp out all the people that don't pay tax. Interestingly, two things. The, the country had a consumer tax, a GST, a goods and services tax. So every time you buy something, the government gets money anyway. And the interesting thing when you're getting paid cash, you spend your money because you, you can't put it in the bank because it's traceable. So nobody can save their money when they're working black. So what happened is that poor little country, about 4 million people at the time, came to an economic halt all of, all of a sudden, literally, because they were, they were aiming to stop people who were getting paid under the table, as we call it, getting paid cash. But those people stopped, they stopped spending their money. So alcohol sales went down, car sales went down, clothing sales went down, restaurant sales went down. Most sales went down because people weren't spending their money anymore. They didn't have the confidence, well, 
they had to declare their income. And I'm sharing that with you because being an old lady and having lived in lots of different countries with lots of different tax systems and lots of different ideas about how to become wealthy, it's been really interesting to see what happens when you try and restrict the human brain from driving forward. So if the human brain is fearful, and that's one of the biggest stoppers of us doing anything, if you're scared of becoming wealthy, if you're scared of investing your money, if you're scared of buying a house, if you're scared of investing in shares, if you're scared of losing what you've already got, it's very unlikely that you'll get any more. So I'm not, of course, not about being risky, uh, putting yourself at your lifestyle at risk, and I would never give advice about money. But one of the big challenges, of course, is if you are fearful. So... I started investing in property when I was, and this is a very fun story, I was 15 years of age, went to the bank and I wanted a loan for $26,000. That was my first property and it was in a very delightful suburb of Campbelltown in Sydney, Australia, bees and flies today, which is just awesome. I told you I feel like a billionaire when I live out here, it's just amazing. Uh, And... The bank just laughed at me. I was 15 years of age. You, you just, you can't, you can't get a bank loan until you're 18. Now, I don't believe in the word can't. I don't believe in the word impossible. And particularly back then, because it was a long time ago, a relationship with a bank manager was very important. So I built a relationship with a bank manager who was a member at a health club that I was working in. And interestingly, <laughs> uh, I got a loan, and I didn't even need a deposit. I had a deposit. Uh, but I didn't need one because I had such a great income. And the reason I had such a great income was because I worked really hard and I added value to the businesses that I was in and I produced a large amount of money. So I, I got to buy a, well, I got to buy a home uh, and the bank gave me the money. Uh, at, I think 18% was the interest rate at the time. Uh, over my career of investing in property, and we've invested in literally hundreds of properties, and so has came in. That was one of the things that we had in common when we met, that he had invested a lot of money. He had a, a company that invested in property. And we talked about all of our failures and our successes and how, how the property market works. And what we've, we both got excited about was we had the, both had the same headspace that yes, you're going to lose money, you could, and you're going to make money. Uh, if you sell your house when the when the market's down, you're going to lose money. That's just common sense. But you only lose money if you sell your house. You only uh, if you get a, a loan at a low interest rate, and then the interest rates go up, then you might have to find more money. But it doesn't mean that that house is not valuable anymore. It doesn't mean that you can't do that. It just means you have to wait. And that's the interesting thing about wealth creation and money and the fear of being successful and the fear of having money and the fear of not having money. It's got a lot to do with time. You can always make money over time. Just ask anybody who understands compound interest. If you invested, if you start investing a dollar a day when you're a teenager, you can retire not just a millionaire now, you'll be a multi-millionaire. Uh, it's a simple process, but you have to study it, you have to learn it, you have to understand it. And if you understand it, are you less likely to be fearful about it? Which is why when people today talk about high interest rates or high inflation rates, I'm not fearful of it because I've lived through it. I've bought properties at 25% interest rates. I've bought properties at 18% interest rates. I've bought properties at 15% interest rates. What scared me the most, and I don't get scared, but I was very concerned about an interest rate that was 1% and 2%. It just didn't make any sense to me. If the banks don't make money, then how is the economy going to turn over? And there's a whole heap of conspiracy theories about the bank, etc., etc. But here's my open philosophy about the bank. 
If you want to buy a property and the property is a million dollars and you don't have a million dollars, if you've got the right paperwork together and you've got the right headspace, you could get a loan for a million dollars, which is why banks are awesome. If you've ever been in the position where you've waited for a loan from a financial institution or a bank and that loan came through and then you could go and buy the thing that you wanted, wasn't it exciting? So rather than bagging the banks, they're a business, they need to make money. Rather than being scared about the whole process, is it possible that if you learn and understand, then you'll make better decisions? Which is why, number one, I'm not fearful about high inflation rates and high interest rates. I don't like them, but I'm not scared of them because I understand that there's boom and bust. There's, there's times when the interest rates are high and there's times when the interest rates are low. There's times when the housing market is high and there's times when the housing market is low. But the interesting thing with property investment, it's never hit the dust. The the stock market occasionally gets into into trouble. But again, you only lose money in the stock market if you still if you sell your stocks and shares. You don't have to sell them when they're low. You just wait. It's called time. If you think you have to sell your house now, but you don't sell your house, you only lose money if you sell the house at a low a low amount if you sell it. If you don't sell it and you just wait, you might be very surprised what happens. So what do you want to do with your life? What are your goals and dreams? How much money do you need to fund those goals and dreams? And then work out the way to do it. Is it property? Is it stocks and shares? Could it be just work bloody hard and invest wisely? And I think that's the step in between. What do you want? This is an avenue to, to get it, whether it's stocks and shares or property or any other kind of investment. And probably the best investment of all, of course, is in your own business. Now, that's not advice. That's just an observation. Because when you, are, when you have your own business, stocks and shares is investing in somebody else's business, yeah? And you're hoping that they're going to do the right thing. Well, I don't like to hope. I like to be in control of my money and I like to be in control of what I can do with or not do with my money. The property market, you have some control over because you get to decide what you buy and what you sell and when you do that. But someone is still controlling a fair bit of that, the interest rates, inflation rates, the property market, the value of the property, etc. Just as a quick side note for that, though, one thing I've noticed um, having bought and sold lots of properties is that somebody might tell you that your property is not worth that and you'll never get that. But if you... uh, if you find the right person and you present the property well, you'll get exactly the price that you want for it. And I share that with you very openly because that's happened to me so many times. I'll just give you a simple example. If I've got a, an a, apartments on the Gold Coast in Australia is a classic example for this. They go up and down in price all the time. That's one of the most fluctuating markets, I think, in the world if you have a look at over over a time frame. But if you buy a really inexpensive apartment, so it's in really bad shape and you fix it up and you make it look pretty, which is what we've done, uh, I don't just make it look pretty. I turn the whole thing into a white Eskimo igloo. So white carpets or white floors, white uh, walls, white ceilings, white kitchen, white bathroom, white everything. And then when I want to sell that property, I ask the person who's coming to view the property what their favourite colour is. And I put all the accessories for that apartment in the colour that is their favourite. So if somebody says to me, and I'll give you a very fun example, one of the properties we sold, the lady's favourite colour was hot pink. So I got hot pink rugs, hot pink cushions, hot pink uh, artwork, hot pink towels, the whole bit. And I didn't buy those things. I borrowed them from a, uh, a some kind of lifestyle store, some kind of uh, housing uh, interior housing design store. And the reason for that is that every time we sold a property, people bought, they didn't just buy the property, they bought everything in the property. So the, the win-win was for the shop because they sold all the cushions and the towels and the rugs and the everything. 
Anyway, here's a fun story. This hot pink, gorgeous apartment, which was white, which now had pink carpet, pink towels, pink artwork, and some pink cushions on the lounges. Uh, this woman said to me, I want everything as it is, and was the first person that looked at the apartment. She said, I want to buy this apartment as is, don't change a thing. And I went into the bathroom because in the bathroom was a, pink, a pink, hot pink towel uh, and I put it in there because I, in my gym bag I'd had a hot pink towel with Rowie written on it and it, it looked like that bathroom corner and just needed a little bit, little bit extra. So I pulled the pink towel out of, my, out of my gym bag, put it in the bathroom and had my name on it. And she said, no, 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 don't take that. I want to buy everything as it is. That towel looks perfect there. And I said, it's got my name on it. And she said, I don't care. I just want, I want to buy it. I'm sharing that with you because I'm sick of hearing it can't be done, it won't work, you can't do it, the property market's down, there's not enough buyers, there's too many, not enough properties on the market or there's too many properties on the market. All you've got to do is, housing's beautiful because all you've got to do is find one person that wants to buy your one house. And if you create an experience for that one person, so if they like fresh bread, then you've got fresh bread baking in the oven when they come. If they like opera music, you've got that playing softly in the background. If they if they like puppy dogs, you you put all the things in the house that that would be puppy dog friendly. You customize your house to the buyer house, and you'll sell it at the price that you want. Because a lot of people aren't controlled by money; they are they they're financially free, and they just want that house. I'm sharing all of this with you because you can be financially free. You can be financially successful. It doesn't matter what the interest rates are. It doesn't matter what the inflation rate is. It doesn't what the, matter what the government's doing. Uh, people say, oh, but what about when we get a new government? Well, the governments have, in my lifetime have changed over and over and over and over, and some have been good and some have been bad and some have been thrown out and some have been loved. doesn't matter. This is your life. Don't let other people control your life. Would that be great? Would that, wouldn't that be an awesome way to live? Not being controlled by inflation rates, not being controlled by interest rates, not being controlled by other people's negativity and other people's fear. And remember, in their defence of the media, they have to sell newspapers, they have to get people to watch them on television at, at 6 o'clock news, and they have to get people to listen to them on the radio. That's their job. So the, the media people are going to make everything in the world a crisis. Everything's going to be a drama. Everything's going to be too hard, too tough, and it's the end of the world. And in my lifetime, I've heard that many, many, many times. We're not going to survive this. It's the end of the world. It's a disaster. It's a crisis. And you know what? Human spirit... And the people who don't believe that rubbish, they just move on. There are people who have been through tornadoes, floods, droughts, global financial crisis, global medical pandemics, and they either ignore it or they didn't even know about it. Did you know that there's some people that didn't know that the Twin Towers fell down and they didn't know that there was a global financial crisis? They didn't know that there was a medical pandemic. They might have been in, in the forest in Africa somewhere or they were in the, the Sahara Desert and they just didn't know. If you didn't know, then you can't be fearful about it. And that's one of the reasons why I have blonde hair. I'm too dumb to, to know that it's not possible. And I share that passionately and openly without it being politically incorrect. I love being too dumb to think that it can't be done. The smart people analyse and worry and they're concerned and they research. And I think they talk themselves out of their own happiness because they do too much research. If you decide, this is what I want... This is how I want to live my life. This is the amount of money I need to finance it. What's the best way for me to do that? 
and you might think, okay, property sounds great. Rowell's idea on property is awesome. Or stocks and shares, they go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, but in my lifetime, always have gone up. You just don't sell at the wrong time, and that's called study, research, and understand how that works. Your own business, very easy to invest money into. Your business will grow. You will make more money. You will make more profit, and you'll be in full control of it. That's a really nice way to live your life. And I always share this. Choose your own hours, be your own boss, work with the people that you want to work with, be proud of your product and service and earn the amount of money that you want to earn and that's called having your own business. So if you want to feel like a billionaire like I do, I live uh, in, I believe, one of the most beautiful places in the world and you're going to have your most beautiful place. Where is that? If you're not living there, why not? Uh, The view to me is better than any billion dollar painting. Okay, then I've said this many times when we see paintings getting sold for enormous millions of dollars, we always say, but look at our window. What a beautiful view. And, and that's, to me, a billion-dollar view. I love it. And that's all I'm asking is that whatever your thing is, put yourself in that position position so that you can do it and don't let somebody, somebody else tell you that you can't. You can be financially free. You can feel like a multimillionaire, billionaire every day. You just have to decide what it is that you want. What do I need to do to get it? And what what's the financial – how do I have to develop that? And it might be that you're going to downsize. It might be that you're going to upsize. Whatever it is that you decide to do, the sun will come up every day. We have a new day every day. We get to decide how we live. And my philosophy in life, we only die once, but we live every day. We're all going to die. I'm the most positive person on the planet, but we're all going to die. And we don't know when. So why are we wasting our time being fearful of inflation rates and interest rates and the government and medical pandemics and all of the things that go on in the world? There's always been things going on in the world. What we have full control over is how we react or respond to those things. And I just want to react never because that's... Ah! I want to respond every single time with passion and enthusiasm and excitement about life, control the things I can, drop off the things that I can't, and just love every day. That's why I sing every day. Super duper doo, how are you? I am just amazing. I hope that you are too. Woohoo!